Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 292 and I'm going to call it the dumping ground room. So I'm talking to Danielle today and we are a lot of pretty much most of it comes back around to the dumping ground room. So um, she's made a lot of visible progress in her home, which is exciting. And, and she's kind of in a weird place like a lot of us are right now. She's been working from home and will be going back um, to the office at some point, you know, trying to figure things out. And we also talk about the, the ways that, you know, a buy nothing group has helped her declutter and also the ways that, you know, things that we need to be careful of in that kind of stuff in slowing down the actual decluttering process. So talk about a lot of that and um, having space to, to do the things that you need to keep out without driving your spouse crazy and all that. So anyway, it's a great conversation. I really enjoyed her being willing to come on and talk with me. I just want to remind you guys that I do these sessions uh, with people from the patron group. So like I said that weird, but anyway, people who are patrons of the show through patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. So if you want to find out more about being a patron of the show and finding out all the ways that um, I try to make that worth your time, because I'm very thankful for you um, supporting the show, then just go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. Okay. All right, let's go with our my conversation with Danielle. Okay, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and talking to all these people. Well, it's good to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm really thankful that you're willing to come on and we'll talk about your stuff. And um, so tell me about yourself. Tell me a little bit about your unique life situation and all that. All right. Well, so I... Uh, I am a mom of two small children right now, so I am in the throes of the craziness that that brings. They are um, almost six and three, so that makes decluttering a challenge mm-hmm, <laughs> in and of itself. Just because I, you know, I always feel like I'm trying to just keep my head above water. Sometimes, much less make any other traction. I also work outside the home. So I have a job that I go to, or I used to go to all the time and will hopefully go back to again soon. <laughs> because of COVID. Because of COVID, okay. not because of anything else. So I like now, and now that school is back in session and I have full-time daycare, I am actually able to work at home as opposed to primarily caring for them. And I expect, I guess, so this is the first of April right now um, that we're talking. And I expect that we'll be going back to work in the office in the next couple of weeks. 
actually. So are you excited about that? I think so. It's I'm a weird feeling, see, isn't it? It is. I am excited to see other adults again. Yeah. And get to talk to them more than just like on text or via Zoom like this. And yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. It will be different though, because I do like being able to like throw in a load of laundry during the day while I'm at home instead of where I'm going to think, oh, I'm going to have to figure out how to make that all happen on a weekend. Yeah. So I know that will be its own set of changes. Okay. So full-time job, two young kids working outside the home normally, although what is normal anymore? Nobody knows, but yes. Like, why do we even use that word anymore? (laughs) Okay. Um, So let's talk about some things that are working for you. What are some strategies that have had a positive impact on your home? So one of, I guess, the biggest thing I think for us right now has really actually been the five minute pickup because I can do that like with the kids. So like we do that. I don't call it that necessarily. I'm just like, all right, we're cleaning up this space. Let's do it right now. And my uh, five-year-old often do that. Oh, it's going to take forever thing. And I'm like, well, let's put on a timer when she does that. So um, that helps a lot. Uh, with that case and then that also does it just sort of gives us a place to start every day and that's often just toss the things back into a bin so I try to get open containers for them to put their toys away into that's good Uh, and just keeping the floor picked up so I feel like we've been pretty successful about at least our living spaces are currently picked up (laughs) most of the time my husband also is obsessively neat so he helps encourage that and keeps those spaces picked up as well so that does make it easier and it's kind of the um, hidden rooms at this point that we struggle more with okay so okay um anything else other strategies you want that are working well for you or that have helped you as far as the decluttering goes, I will say that the doing the visible spaces first has been um, one of the big ones for me that I got out of your podcast um, or out of your books and all that, mm-hmm. because it let me, it was kind of like, oh, I have permission to just tackle that pile that I keep walking past and it's stressing me out. And I need to do that before I like come into the big room. <laughs> of mm-hmm. craziness. And I know, like you say this all the time where you're like, keep going back to it. And that reminder to go back to it. And I do think that really has helped us uh, get that main area under control. Like, and, and it took a long time <laughs> for that to happen, but um, I do think we got there. So that visibility my- rule is so I needed it because I, when I was overwhelmed with my whole house, it was like, where do I start? I could start here. I could start there. I could start here. And so just having something to remind myself of, and then the extra benefit of that means that my house overall, even though there are still cluttered areas, you know, just like what feels like my house, what people are going to see is right. Or would see, you know, is significantly better. And it, you know, like you said, that pile made me think so many times the visibility rule is dealing with procrastinate clutter. I mean, it is dealing with stuff that just kind of c- becomes invisible to you or it becomes, you know, it's easy to rationalize, not tackling it or whatever. But when you say, no, I'm going to deal with the visible stuff, then you don't end up in that situation where yes, I've decluttered all day, but my house doesn't look any better. Yes, that has been huge. And it, it has given me some more motivation though. It is also easy now to ignore the hidden spaces. <laughs> 
Yeah. When you're just like, you know, you have that in the back of your head, like I've got to go take care of that too. But um, it has made me happier being like in my dining room and some of those places where we were walking by them all the time. And they just had boxes that had been piling up, getting those out of the house and getting those rooms picked up. And they gave us some more spaces too, for the kids to have some play area Mm -hmm. that we were able to do some stuff with, um, especially like during the COVID times when um, we were home all the time, having the dining room table picked up. So we have a kitchen table too. So we had two tables and it basically meant that I could leave the dining room table, not just piles of clutter because we weren't using it, but it was the art table and the kids could just pull out and I could keep crayons and paper on top of it and they would sit and work. And that was really exciting (laughs) during that time to be able to do those things. Well, yeah, you're stuck at home and it's, and to be like, oh, we can do something that we wouldn't have been able to do in the past. That's exciting. So I'm curious. And and if you don't want to talk about this, that's fine. I'm curious when you said your husband is a neat freak, or I don't know if you use those words, maybe you didn't. I didn't say neat freak, but he is. He is much, much more obsessively. um, He wants the spaces. And that's something I do want to talk about too. He Mm -hmm. likes this for things to not have clutter on the surface. Okay. So he can shove everything in a closet or a room he never goes in. And mm-hmm. he has what I call Monica's closet from friends, you know, what I'm talking yeah. about where oh, she yeah. like had everything hiding and that's, that's him. And so has it helped, has it helped for you to focus on visible spaces? Has that helped him it, in this process? Some, I mean, I know you're frustrated over things just going into <laughs> random rooms, but has that helped y'all be on the same page at all? I'm just curious. I think so. Um, it really has. It makes him feel better when I've tackled some of those visible spaces. Like it has helped. Where he can, and sometimes he'll just be like, when are we getting rid of this? And sometimes I'm like, well, I need you to take that to the thrift store and drop okay. that off. And that helps a lot. Um, but we haven't quite perfected that combination of <laughs> How do we um, get these things out together? Because I think a lot of, I mean, the log of the clutter is mine and not his as much. So he can't go through it and decide what's actually important and what's not. So I have to do that. But once I have gone through it and I get that donatable donate box together, I can say, okay, take this to the, drop it off. And he will take it out the door and drop it off. I can give him that direction. But sometimes even giving him that direction is hard. And I don't always like, I'm like, well, I don't know that anybody wants this thing. You know, do I just take it to the thrift store anyway? You know. Is it hard because you're not sh- for sure what to do with it? Or is it hard yeah, because it or, seems final because he actually will get it out of the house where you might've just let it sit there. Sometimes it's hard because it's, he'll get it out of the house, but sometimes it's hard because I wonder if that's the best place where I do that, where I'm like, well, is this really good enough to go to the thrift store? Or do I just need to throw this in the trash? walking that fine line because sometimes I don't know I'm like well yeah the bottom of this pair of jeans is frayed but that's because I had them too long and they're perfectly fine otherwise but they're not they're store worthy so does that mean they're trash do I you know do I just stick it in the bag and let them deal with it yeah that's that's tough is that one of your questions you want to talk about let's talk about it yeah Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things because I do um I am an admin for our local buy nothing group. So a group where you post on Facebook and people can come get stuff off your porch and give things away. And that was really great during COVID when I could take a few minutes and be more on top of things, but that's gotten harder now that I'm trying to work 
more mm-hmm. full time. That was like almost easier to do when the kids were around and I had more little spots during the day that I could take a break from it. Whereas I'm not on Facebook as often or doing those things. Um, so some of that stuff was nice because I could get rid of those things. But now I definitely I'm like, well, is this really just thrift store? How do I know when to throw it away versus when to just put it in the, the donate box? Yeah. Let, okay. So let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about one of our sponsors, Ritual. Do you know what you won't find in Ritual multivitamins? Sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. So I take Ritual multivitamins because I can know exactly what is in them and I can see exactly where each ingredient is sourced. Also, they smell minty, which goes a really long way to make me more willing to take my vitamins. Plus, Ritual is recommended by scientists and nutritionists. Ritual is the multivitamin reimagined. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients in forms your body can actually use to help fill gaps in the diet. No shady extras. Ritual's delayed release capsule design delivers high quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 in just two daily pills. And Ritual makes healthy habits easy. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. I get an email letting me know when my month's order is being prepared. So if I needed to do any of that, I have that nice reminder right there in my email inbox. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. Get key nutrients without the junk. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash clean to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash clean to get 10% off during your first three months. A couple of things are coming to mind for me, and that is you are really pleased with the progress that you've made in your visible spaces and you're frustrated over some dumping ground spaces. Is that right? Okay. So now it, it kind of may be the time to get more ruthless, you know, because, because you're dealing in stuff that doesn't really have a home and maybe got put in there because you maybe cheated on the decluttering questions, which is fine. I mean, you know, there's, I don't say that, like, I don't say that, like you cheated on this. No, I'm just saying like, I get it. You know, it's like, I'm not sure I'm just gonna get in here. Cause sure. I'd look for it in there, you know, (laughs) whatever. Is that possibly true at all? Some of it's true. And some of it is that this, especially my dumping grounds had ended up as dumping grounds before I found your decluttering questions and really got as ruthless as I did. So like, especially when we had the kids, we kind of took all the stuff out of their bedrooms and dumped them in the spare room. So it was a lot of stuff shifting that happened. It was a lot of stuff shifting that happened. And now it's just kind of this room. And sometimes it is a cheat of even with the decluttering questions of the, okay, well, this is going to live in this room, but there's so much other stuff in this room that even when I like went in and went out, it is just so much stuff. Okay. So a couple things with, so ruthlessness is required at this point. I mean, I I know you're saying that you, you got more ruthless and that got you farther in your living areas, which is good. I mean, like that's some momentum and some experience to draw on and say, I like these spaces now. And it's because I got more ruthless. So I'm going to be even more ruthless in this space. That's, you know, a dumping ground. Um, but I think along with that, your concern and stress over getting rid of stuff 
is hard. Like it makes that harder to be ruthless because things aren't necessarily leaving quickly. Like one of the things you said in your notes was, um, about, you know, the buy nothing group, you really enjoy that and you like that and it's worked well, but it is a slower process. Yes. And I think when you're dealing with a mass of random stuff that you probably don't need a lot of it, if it's been sitting in a dumping ground room, then the idea of this is going to take forever if I do the buy nothing thing, you know, so, but, but I think too, you have experience with buy nothing. And so you probably know as an admin, what kinds of things go quickly and what kinds of things don't. Right. Right. I do. I mean, I've kind of seen some of that more of, okay, this is, this is worth giving away. And, And that has given me a better feel too for, well, that's probably something that's donatable then. Yeah. If, it would go quickly on the group. Uh, right. And sometimes, and sometimes there, anyways, I have been figuring out how to draw that line and see, okay, well, this is a really like a specific item that one particular person is really going to want. And I can get it to that person in the buy nothing group versus just tossing it in a box for a thrift store. And they'd be like, what is this thing? Yeah. Well, and I think that's the um, thinking of that time required thinking of the, mm-hmm. I want to get, you know, I'm going to try to speed myself up and say, okay, out of this, I'm going to put at the most five things in the buy nothing group and everything else is going to either go in the trash or the donate box, you know, or whatever, um, which those are not hard and fast rules. It could be seven or it could be three or it could be 20 or whatever, you know, but if you just kind of give yourself that number of, I am not going to put everything in the buy nothing group. I'm going to try to donate more. And then these things that I really kind of want to know who it goes to, you know, maybe that's part of my, my own hang up over getting rid of it. Then I'll put that in the buy nothing group so that it, with the goal of it, making it easier for you to get rid of. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I was going to, and cause yes, there are some things that I have like a little sentimental attachment Mm -hmm. to, but I don't mind them leaving the house, but I would like them to go someplace where somebody else wants them. Right. And the yeah. more you donate it, the more you're able, you may shift in, in going, okay, when I donate things, they're just gone. Cause my husband is more than happy to go and deliver that somewhere. Right. So that sure made it go faster when I donated more which then is going to make you look at some other things and go, I could take a picture, but I actually don't care that much. I think I'd rather have it gone. You know, so it, it will eventually shift as you do that. Now, as far as deciding what's donatable, do you know if the places where you donate things want damaged clothing, not dirty, but damaged? Have you asked that question? I did. And at least one of them does. So I did label, at least that helps with the last round of stuff is I labeled the bag rag bag and I just put everything in there that I was like, I don't think these are worth selling, but they're a little bit damaged. And I assumed that they would go through them and decide at that point in time. So, yeah, I mean, that's very freeing to know that they want your damaged, not dirty. I always try to say that because every time I say that 
somebody gets really worked up and I'm like, you realize I'm saying damaged, not dirty. You know, I'm not saying you, I'm just saying like out there on the internet, somebody will be like, don't donate dirty clothes. I'm like, we know, we know, we know, we know, we know. We're just talking about like things that have a little hole in them or or a stain or something and they're clean, but stained. And, you know, and, and the reason I say this is because I sat in an audience where somebody came and talked about, you know, their thrift store and the charity that it went to. And she said, please, please go ahead and donate your damaged clothing. And I was like, really, you can do that. You know, like It was a total <laughs> surprise to me. I just didn't know that that was a thing. And so I try to make sure other people know that because what you're going through, I totally get it. You know, and the reality there is too, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know what I mean? Like you're going to put something that maybe should have gone in the rags into the um, regular donate box. And you're going to put some things that should have gone in the regular donate box into the rags. But as long as you're trying, you know, I mean, it's going to be fine. And and several of them will say, just go ahead and donate it because we go through everything anyway. You know, I don't, have you listened to the one, the podcast that I did with the person from Goodwill? I don't think I've listened to that particular podcast. I know I've heard you say that they take things before, which is why I asked around mm-hmm. to find out if we had a place that did take. Stuff so, and then- yeah, I did one with, she was from Goodwill Dallas. So, and according to her, they're all kind of different, like they're all their own regions and stuff. So the rules aren't necessarily okay. universal for every Goodwill, but one of her things was, you know, like donating cords and stuff, you know, like. Mm-hmm because they go through this whole recycling program. And part of that is their, you know, the jobs that they have for people, which is their model for how they do things is that's somebody's job to sort through that stuff. So that, you know, so, I mean, I'm not saying, oh, that's their job. Like, I don't want to just flippantly say that. And because it's important to you, yeah, divide it up into it, but also know that if you make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, nobody's going to be like, I, well, maybe they will, but you'll never know it. Anyway, I can't believe this person donated something that the bottom of the cuff of the gene is frayed, you know, or whatever. It's like, it's going to be fine. And I guarantee people because you care, I guarantee people have donated much worse things who didn't care. You know what I mean? Like you care. It's kind of like, you know, when I was teaching in an education and the parents who were most concerned about their kids, Mm-hmm. I always wanted to say, because you're concerned, let me just assure you that you're doing a good job because you're concerned. You know what I mean? It's, it's when people aren't concerned, that's when, you know what I mean? Like, like as, right. if you're concerned, it means you are trying, which means you're doing great. <laughs> so does that make sense? It does. So yes, it is. And that's what um, at some point too, with all this, like even with this interview, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I know what the answers to some of these questions are is that I just have to do this and be more ruthless. And, and I, the last couple of podcasts have even been about those kinds of things that you've talked about these things recently. I'm like, Oh, look, that's the answer to my question. I just get it out of my house or just, well, you know, as someone who's talked about the same stuff for, um, hundred and something hours now. (laughs) I mean, I just want you to know it. You are not the only one. And what you just said is the key to everything. It's that taking what I know and applying it to my house, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to apply it to everything at once, apply it to one 
10 minute decluttering session, you know, and, and as you do that, you're going to go, Oh, okay. That really did work just fine. Oh yeah. Okay. I can like, and then you see the benefit of that. And then you go on. And that's also why I'm thankful that you're willing to come on and talk about it because you talking about it and you talking about the things that are stopping you, there are other people who are going through the exact same thing and they need to hear that again, applied to more than just me, but applied to your house because you Mm -hmm. work full-time outside the home and you have, you know, two kids who are, you know, one's a toddler. And I mean, you know, so it's like, they need to hear that all the same stuff. Yes, it applies, but yeah, it's personal all of a sudden when you do it. Right. That makes it hard. We'll say the other day, and I took this out of one of your podcasts that I had too, that was that I looked in this junk room and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to find some trash. (laughs) It's like not going to, and I didn't, I didn't even end up doing anything else, but I found trash and I was able to get that out of here. And I was like, I'm not going to have to deal with that trash again. It's gone. So it was, yeah, it yeah. was some old paper clutter that had ended up in here. And so I was like, okay. And then I was going to keep telling my, some of it is that finding those little, even five minutes of time mm-hmm. is hard with the small children. Yeah. <laughs> but when I do have them, like if they're in the bath, this right out, the dumping ground is right outside the bathrooms. So like if they're taking a bath and I can pop my head in here and be like, where's a piece of trash? Yeah. And that, that was something I could do even though it still feels very overwhelming yeah, at this point. But, but you did something and the beauty of trash is it goes, it's easy to get rid of because it's trash. And so the more trash that you get rid of, you know, the better, that's great. Let's talk about one of our sponsors, magic spoon growing up. Cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but as an adult, I tend to avoid it because I'm trying to avoid sugar. But with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, plus it's only 140 calories a serving, Magic Spoon is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And Magic Spoon has some exciting news. They are relaunching the blueberry flavor which is my personal favorite flavor. Blueberry is now back in stock after being sold out, or you can build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. If you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. It tastes like the cereal from your childhood, but it doesn't have sugar. So it really brings joy to your grown-up mornings or honestly afternoons. Go to magicspoon.com slash clean to grab some blueberry or a custom bundle of cereal to try it today. And be sure to use our promo code clean at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is now good anywhere in the US or Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash clean and use the code clean to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Let's see. Are there other, I know we kind of have talked about a couple of the things that you had as situations you want to talk about. What else would you like to talk about? Well, I think the big thing still is the... (laughs) How do I carve? Is do you have any tricks, tips, tricks for carving out this extra time? Not even extra time, but staying motivated when you do feel like you're just trying to keep your head above the water with life yeah. and 
but you also know that I also know I mean because it's not just like other people it's me that if I could clean up some of the rest of this house and get some of this other clutter out that would free up a lot of my mental capacity too so how do I walk that line of getting stuff do I I mean I go through like different ideas but I don't know that I have a particular one I think remind yourself because what what I'm hearing you say is it's hard when life is unpredictable even a day at home when you have young kids is unpredictable right right and so remind yourself that you don't have to guarantee or predict anything in order for the decluttering steps to work because they build on each other and because you benefit if you only do trash, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when you have five minutes, as long as you were saying, I am going to follow these steps and I'm going to follow them the way I'm really supposed to, so that I don't end up with any half done stuff, then I'm ready. Distract me whenever you need to. Right. You know, and and that will get you started because sometimes it's like, oh, this is me. I'm like, oh, I just don't have any time to really get anything done today. And so I don't start. And then later I realize, well, actually, I think I had an hour, you know, like but that hour went away because I didn't think I had an hour. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And so I do. It's the whole like, because I, I'm reminding myself that I'm not going to put myself into a situation where I can't step away at any time uh, because I'm doing things in that way, then I can go ahead and start because I've only got two minutes. I've only got five minutes, but then when it turns into an hour, all of a sudden I go, Oh my word, I got so much done. You know, like I, right. so I, I think it, it's not so much about finding other time. It's about reminding yourself that the amount of time doesn't matter and then forcing yourself and, and take those before and after pictures, you know, like when you have that time of, I hardly have any time. I think I've got three minutes. Okay. I'm going to take a before picture and I'm going to work. And then I'm going to take another picture either when I step away or at the point when I realized that I stepped away three hours ago or whatever. I'm going to go back and take a picture and see, did I make an impact? Because seeing those before and afters is really, it will really start changing how you view the value of small amounts of time. Does that make sense? That's true. Yes. Yes, it does. And I, and I can tell my five-year-old those things. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Even like when we were in her room and she'll go, I don't know, it's going to take forever. I don't know where this stuff goes. And I'm like, well, pick this one thing up and let's put it where it goes. And, you know, and then before you know it, we're picked up, but. I know. Well, and and two, you know, you said you're not really Mm -hmm. using um, the five minute thing, but use that for yourself, you know, use use, tell yourself, oh my goodness, I just don't know. I'm going to do five minutes. Like I'm Mm -hmm. literally going to stop after five minutes. Cause the other thing too, is sometimes, you know, I don't like to be tricked even by myself. So I can tell myself, are you trying to make you do 30 minutes and say, you know, whatever, but just say, no, I'm literally going to work on this for five minutes and I'm going to quit whether I'm done or not, whether I'm distracted or not, I'm going to quit after five minutes, you know, do take a picture work for five minutes and take another picture just to see 
the real true impact that can happen in five minutes, as long as you're using the no mess steps. Right. And I was going to say, and that does help <laughs> to do the no mess version when you go take it there right now yeah. and put it up, even though I did think that was crazy when I first heard you say that. I was like, really? But no, it worked. No, it seems like it doesn't make sense, but it really works. Like guaranteed. <laughs> That's what I needed. I need a guarantee after so many failed attempts at decluttering, I just needed to figure out a way that this would absolutely happen, you know? Yes. But I didn't explode the room more. And when we were talking about you making time, I was just thinking, I'm like, I can probably get my husband on board with making, I mean, he watches the kids plenty. I'm not going to say he doesn't, right, right. But, but I could be like, I'm going to take five minutes to go pick up law and here I'm going to set a timer and I'll be back to help, you know, yeah. so we can do something or, you know, and I, or even probably would even take the kids for a walk or something if I asked them to do that in the afternoon. So sometimes I am like, I have to pull laundry <laughs> or I just have to do the other chores we have to do. Sometimes. Well, and but, I think sometimes too, um, you know, the visibility. Yes. Okay. So, so we have different layers of things, you know, we have our, we have our daily stuff, and we have decluttering and then we have cleaning, you know, it's the three different yeah. layers of a clean house. So your daily stuff. Yes. That's the first thing to do, because if you do that, then your house is going to stay sort of pretty much under control. I mean, like amazingly, you know, but when you need to declutter, the visibility rule doesn't mean that the rest of the house has to look perfect. Mm-hmm first. You know what I mean? Like you can, so yes, you're going to always start decluttering in the visible area, but it doesn't mean you need to clean and make everything shiny and sparkly before you start decluttering. It just means if I'm going to declutter, I'm going to declutter in the visible spaces first with my daily stuff. My dishes are done. I've done a general five minute pickup, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm going to declutter those decisions, those hard decisions in visible spaces first, but, you know, letting yourself, even if the house is not perfect, but I have done my daily stuff, you know, and yes, I've decluttered in my main areas. So I'm going to go spend five minutes in this room that makes me crazy. You know, that's fine anything you want to do, it's fine. I mean, come on, it's your house, but, (laughs) but as far as, you know, following these strategies and stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I'm here because I want my house to be more livable and I do have dreams of having our guest room be an actual guest room again, that, you know, after COVID my mom can come for a weekend or that we can use it and have a guest that has a place to sleep. So there's, so that's, that's a huge value in saying, okay, this is my goal. We've got our living areas decluttered, you know, I'm working on my daily habits, um, or, you know, I'm not, you know, you, you've said your husband's very helpful Just say, Hey, I really want to work on this room today. Would you mind taking care of, you know, the things that maybe you normally do or something, if he's willing to do that, because he knows that you have to make these decisions or whatever, um, so that I can devote a little more time to this space and then follow those no mess methods. And, you know, you'll, you'll start to really see impact in that space. Okay. Yes. And taking those before after pictures, do you do that ever? I have done that a couple of times and it has made a difference, but I don't do it. Don't remember to do it every time. I know. Well, and sometimes it's those times where like, okay, I'm going in. 
that, you know, it's easier to remind yourself that um, yeah, right. I need to take it before picture. So. Like, and it's the general pickup thing. Sometimes I am like, well, this is, but I already, I know that makes a big difference, like in the area that it's usually picked up, but in the other, so I don't take those pictures as often, but in the spaces where it is a mess or it does yeah. have that. Yeah. I'm going in. I'm going to make it better. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. I know. <laughs> Come find me if you don't hear from me in a while. I know, right? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. What else would you like to talk about? So I guess some of this, we've talked around some of this stuff too um, with my husband about um, how do we keep the system in place? Like how do we balance that? Okay. Well, I want to have stuff out in place and how, and he doesn't like, how do you kind of, because sometimes I need a visual reminder of the, I need to go do Mm -hmm. and uh, if I don't have a visual reminder I'm just going to ignore it even longer I can walk past the pile for a while but if there's no pile I will you know not do it for a while so um when you wrote this you said (laughs) how do you figure out a system to keep a project easily accessible to work on in limited time from driving your spouse insane? So I think this is probably a very common um, conversation that happens among people who live together. Um, I want to pull out a couple things in what you wrote. And that is, you said project. Okay. Uh, Yes. And then you said limited time to work on in limited time. So how have you set some sort of a time limit on these things in the past? Well, it's usually what it's the same kind of thing where I'm doing a project instead of decluttering of the, okay, well, I only have 30 minutes tonight or, you know, the kids go to bed and I have 30 minutes or an hour before I need to do something or I finish my chores early. And so I can sit down and do something for me mm-hmm. and that's often a craft project or some kind of project yeah, and that you enjoy that I enjoy and want to do, but I don't have a space. I can just leave them out so that I can come in and pick them up to make the barrier for doing them enough that I can do them. Okay. So. so a couple things on that, and I will ask you what kinds of projects you're talking about, but before we do that, I'm just going to kind of give some general things. So you okay. use the word limited on time, but I think what would be more effective here is having a designated space with a limit to it. Okay. So like to be able to say, because sometimes things don't look Sometimes things only look like a project to the person who's in the middle of the project. Anybody else, it just seems like a pile of stuff or whatever, you know? So having a limited space, maybe that is a shelf or a small table or a tub. You know, it's like when we were doing school at home, you know, during the pandemic, which is still going on, but you know what I mean, whatever. Right. (laughs) Um, But I know we're kind of in this weird phase right now. Um, But when we were doing school at home, you know, I had a small tub for each kid, you know, like this is your stuff so that when needed, it can be put in to there so that I, when the table starts to drive me bananas, Mm -hmm. I can go, this is their tub. This is the random stuff that's spread out here. I'm putting it in their tub. So they know I'm not just going to throw all that stuff away. They know where it's going to be 
but it also is able to, when I say we need this surface for blah, 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 then I can use that surface, but you see what I'm saying? So like having a designated space for that. Now, along with this, let's talk about the fact that you've got rooms or a room. Do you have rooms or a room? A a room at this point. I think a room. So you have a room that is a dumping ground. So for me, one of the things that was a real mindset shift for me was to say, okay, I need a space for this to live and not be in the way of other living that we need to do. You know, like I need some place for this. And so I started looking for storage space in my house you know, like instead of thinking, okay, I need a, an additional space, say, okay, what am I storing somewhere that I'm not actually using that I can carve out for this stuff? Now, I know for you, one of the things you're talking about is you forget about it if you don't see it, you know, so you want it to be an actual like active place where things happen. But is there a space that you can think of where you could say, this is the limit. And then that's a trigger for you to not let it just spread out and go all over, but it's also reassurance for him to go, okay, this is the space that she does this kind of stuff in. Yeah, I think so. Um, we haven't, we do have a, like an office space where we both have worked and have our computers pre COVID, but we work in there a lot now. Right. <laughs> uh, and it has a table place that I could use for crafts if I were to clean it off, <laughs> clean off the rest of it. So I could probably turn that into it. And I mean, it has stuff on it right now that we don't use. So, so it, it kind of becomes a mindset. Yeah. Shift like I have to like, think about what to do. Yeah. yeah. Like I need a place for this to go. Like I need it to be out so that I can sit down and start working, but we can't have that happen on a table where we need to be eating as a family right. and we can't have it happen on a kitchen counter where we need to be cooking or whatever. So what space can I do that? And then it just, I mean, like you already, your brain went, Oh yeah, there's that space in there and it's right. covered with other stuff. So that's a good, and that becomes part of the visibility thing too. If that project stuff is currently just kind of randomly in a corner in the living room, I don't know. I'm just making this up, but if it is, then it's a visibility. You're following the visibility rule to declutter the table that has random stuff that is just randomly piled on there so that you can then put that stuff that's in a random corner in the living room onto that table and make that visible progress for the living room. You know what I mean? I do. I'm thinking about it right now. It's so okay. I can quiet. see your brain working. We're, 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 we're quiet on the podcast while we're while I'm thinking. So, yes, and I do think cleaning up. I would like to clean up the guest room too because it does have a desk in there that I could use oh, yeah. to leave out some stuff that I have if I can get it cleaned up. And I do do plan to be ruthless. Pre kids, I have, and so my my projects have been scrapbooking and like. Um, card making and things like that and stamping. So I have a slew of stuff that I used all the time before I have kids and that trying to be realistic and let them go is hard, but I've gotten to a place where I can, I can let go of a lot of it. Yeah. Well, and having that room, if you feel like, okay, this is going to be my room where my mom can come and stay and 
the room where I can, you know, kind of be able to close the door on some of the stuff that maybe I don't want my toddler getting into or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's the purpose of that container. Like, so you go, okay, so this room is supposed to hold resting space for my mom and it's supposed to hold crafting area for me, which means that I need the room to be able to sit down at the table and I need, you know, so it kind of starts to establish for you. I need to clear this out so that I can sit at the table, not just put it there. And then I have to actually pull it out and take it somewhere else. But like, I want to be able to do it in here. Um, And it may mean that there are some things you get to keep that you are dreading going in there because you didn't want to, because you're like, Oh, actually this table, I, you know, I can put, this tub for this craft type thing and this tub for this craft type thing. And guess what? There's a little bit more space here. And so I'm able to say out of all these different, you know, types of crafts that I wasn't sure I could do anymore. This is the one that I want to keep to see if I'll try it again, you know? Right. Yeah. I did. I did like go of all like my knitting stuff this summer when I just like pulled it out and I went, I am not, well, I mean, I never really knitted a lot, but I did learn how and I was like, I am not doing this ever again. Like, and if I do, I can go buy it. I can go buy some more yarn. Was it painful? It it hurt a little bit, but it had been long enough that it was not as painful. Like, I mean, I hadn't knitted since before I had kids and my daughter's five now. So yeah, it it had been long enough that yes, but yes, there is that little part where you're like, I have to give up. And I was like, no, you're not giving it up. You were just letting the stuff go. But, and you, and and reminding myself that I could replace it for the most part. And that I know even in the binessing group too, that I could even probably go on there and just say, Hey, does anybody have a skein of yarn and some yes. knitting needles that yes. I could have? And that I could even probably get something without paying for it too. If Absolutely. I decided I want it again. So yeah, you might thing. even get the same stuff back. <laughs> I, I know. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So that's good. Like, and did you feel the impact of that stuff being gone? I mean, did it free up space? Did it free up? Well, it came out of the junk room. So it mostly freed up space in my head. That's one less thing I have to go through and get rid of and deal with. Um, I'm still working up my emotional energy to let go of the acoustic guitar that I haven't played in more than 10 years at this point, because I'm not going to play it. Somebody needs to use it. That one's harder because I was like, well, what if I do want to play it again? Kind of thing. And, but it's hard. It's so big and it takes up so much space, but yeah, I'm like, it's hard. And well, and remember if it's hard say, okay, is there trash and easy stuff that I can get rid of that then frees up the room to artistically place this guitar in the corner of my mom's (laughs) guest room? (laughs) I know. I I don't know, but (laughs) we'll see. Maybe it can hang it on the wall or something like that, but yeah, but yeah. But yeah, looking for trash and easy stuff will take you far. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Because, yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of this stuff. Like, I, because we've made such big strides in like the main area of the house and stuff that I am getting into more of the stuff that's either like sentimental stuff to me or things that belong to my grandparents or my great grandparents. And I'm like, well, do I keep this? Is this, you know, what's, how much do I keep of things that came from them? How much, you know, I don't, I don't know what that line is. Well, and that's start with trash, start with 
trash and say, I'm going to move. I'm going to walk into this room and start throwing away trash. And I'm going to move some things with my hip, you know, like bump it out of the way to get to a different part of the room and look for more trash. And then I'm going to get over there and I'm going to, I'm going to walk through this whole room completely not asking myself difficult questions, not making any difficult decisions, just really rooting around and looking for trash because that will make a big impact. And it's so hard when you know that room contains hard decisions, right? It's hard to go in there and get started, but tell yourself, I'm not going to worry about the hard decisions. That's not what I'm here for. I am literally going to throw away trash and then I'll come back tomorrow and I'll say, I'm going to see if there's any more trash. I'm going to see if there's any more trash. Cause it will, it, it will achieve that whole look, look, always look, you know, thing Yeah. because when it is, you know, stuff at the bottom of a pile or on a bookshelf or behind, a, you know, in the side of box or whatever, that, you know, some of it's sentimental, it just grows inside your mind into this everything is sentimental, you know, like it's all going to be hard and it's probably not. So giving yourself permission to just get that trash out will make an impact, but it will also help you look and see, oh, wait, not all this is actually as sentimental as I thought. Yeah, I was going to, and I have found that is true as I have looked through some things, even though it's still like, it does, it still just takes time to have to like, look, I think that's half of it too, is I'm like, man, you know, when I do only get five minutes and I like look through this tiny stack of paper because I want to make sure there's nothing in it. I know. So then I'm also like, well, I don't remember what's in it anyway. So maybe I just should get rid of it. I know. <laughs> I don't, I but don't if you know. can't, if you can't make yourself do that, because that, sometimes that's a really nice thought. Oh, I should do that. But if you're not going to, then it's better just to yeah, look and not, not have anything not happen. <laughs> yeah. Because then you're, yeah. because once you look, the next time you come back, whether that's tomorrow or next week or next month or next year, your brain's going to feel differently about it because it's not going to be just looming as what might be in there. It's like, I know now. And so it'll look yeah. different to you when you come back. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I think those are my biggest things right now, the personal stuff and oh, <laughs> just making time. And getting that over that, that last hump of decluttering progress. So just remember you can declutter without making time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make time to declutter. You can go ahead and declutter in, in two minutes. Time, in, in the, in the, the time in between where we're waiting to leave the house or. Yeah. Yeah. And with every time with, with all the stuff that actually leaves the house, you increase your time, you know, you increase the mental energy and all that kind of stuff that you're. Yes. Cause the mental energy is like, it shocks me how much of a different, how, how much in my brain it is yeah. that this all needs to happen. Yet. It's basically like this ever looming to-do list yes. that is there. And I can't get it crossed off because yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. such a big deal. So yeah, I completely understand. So tell me what your favorite thing is about being a kindred spirit. Right now, I think that I have been really enjoying the uh, Zoom calls that you've been doing. I don't get to call in when you do the little Zoom that often, but I love that it's like an extra little podcast that I get once a month that I get to 
here and listen hear to everybody's success stories I know, and hear all the little things that are going on and sort of it gives me a little bit of um, energy again and it is nice to see other people that are going through similar things yeah and, uh, yeah and we celebrate that's, that's, everything like yes yeah you're just like oh these other people understand about this room <laughs> that yeah. I have because there are lots of groups that would not understand I know about this room but yes that they that the people in that group do understand and are excited for you and uh, yeah. want to help us out. But, but yes, thank you so much. I have, when I, I found, I guess I will say, I found the decluttering at the speed of life book at some point, somebody in one of my mom groups had recommended it and I stumbled on it and I was going to read it. <laughs> like, I was like, I'll just read this decluttering book, like was to go to sleep to like make me tired, but it did not. It made me like energized and I just like, found myself like staying up being like well, now I want to get up and declutter oh, <laughs> it's like, that's this great book did not accomplish what I had thought it would so and are you saying it was less boring than you expected I, it was less boring than I expected <laughs> yes and um it and I was like oh she gets me and I laughed at myself because like as I was reading that one too I was like I feel like you were talking to me like I was a five-year-old and saying the same thing over and over and over again like you'd go through each room and I was like oh but I need to hear it this way like I, the, I hope I didn't make oh. you feel like a five-year-old <laughs> well I mean it, it you didn't really make me feel like a I five-year-old know, because I was like she gets it like that you have to hear yeah. the same thing over and over and over again before you really go oh this is going to make a difference and oh this steps and like because you know you lay out get rid of the trash get rid of the easy stuff get your duck you know what's your duck clutter yeah. you know and then making your decluttering questions simple like that you go over them so over and over in that book and it did it really like made a big impact and I was like oh I can do this and because I had done other decluttering things before and worked on doing like 15 minutes a day and other things and none of those have been as successful or have stuck as well oh good because but, but yeah it's because it's simple and I'm like okay I can keep these steps in my head and you said them right. enough times in that book that I had them down I was like all right it's too complicated this. it's not gonna happen <laughs> exactly it really is like oh well today we're going in and we're gonna declutter this kitchen cabinet and like it was a big system to keep up with and some other things but I was like oh well any space I can do these things in yeah so, well good yeah. okay well thank you. I'm so, I love yay. hearing that. I love hearing how it <laughs> how it all ends up, you know, connecting with different people and that's great. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and I think that a lot of people are going to relate to where you are and wow. I think it'll be very helpful for people to hear your successes and struggles and and all that. All right. I hope so. <laughs> I think it's you. been very helpful for me. I'm like all inspired now. I'm like going to have to go find a visible space to get some decluttering done in. Okay. What did you guys think? I, I loved this conversation that I have with Danielle. I think a lot of people are in a similar situation, even if it's not that you have young kids, just the reality of, Oh, I've done things a certain way for a year and now things are going to be changing again. And so, you know, we have to readjust and rethink things. So anyway, and, and I think we all relate to having a dumping ground space in our house, right? So I hope you enjoyed this. And just a reminder, if you would like to be a patron of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. All right. And that's what we're talking about. When I say, what's your favorite thing about being a kindred spirit? 
that's what we're talking about. Okay. I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.